The Tactical Transition Navigating the Civilian Frontier Mastering Career Strategies Sharpening Networking Tools and Creating a Successful Transition Plan Podcast. We are so excited to be launching this podcast. Michelle and I have been anticipating this for such a long time, and um, we are—we hope that you are as excited as we are. So let's just jump right into this. Uh, I am Cindy Poe, and I am an executive career coach with Easel Seminars, and. Uh, we're just going to give a little bit on this podcast today, we're just going to give a little bit of the background, a little bit of the why, a little bit of the who we are, uh, what you're going to get out of this podcast. And uh, uh, I'm excited. How about you, Michelle? Are you excited about this? I'm very excited. You know, like you said, we have been waiting a long time to do this. I'm very passionate about this. And so it's a it's an exciting day. It is. It is. So let's start a little bit about ourselves. Um I have been, I will tell you, uh, the way that this all came about, I have to give full uh, kudos to Michelle for contacting me. And uh, at, at one point in my career, it's been about almost almost a decade ago, but that's frightening <laughs> to think about. It's frightening to think about, but it's it's uh, it's been about almost nine years that she reached out and asked me if I would be interested in working with um soon to be veterans all she had to you do she knew too you knew didn't you you knew all you had to do was I say knew the, the word veteran spot. i knew you the knew if spot. you said yep. veteran to me i was going to be there so um she called me up and said you know we do this uh transition program we teach for the dol and you you're going to help um soon to be veterans learn how to write their resumes how to interview uh you know how to be successful on the other side and i was like i am so there so I started out as a facilitator for DOL and um, just fell in love with it. It became my passion project. I basically dropped so many of my other projects. Anybody who knows me knows that I always have about 10 projects going on at any given time. <laughs> and I dropped a whole bunch of them to do this and travel. I was one of her traveling. Um, Michelle was managing the project and I was one of her traveling facilitators. And I enjoyed traveling all across the, the the Northeast, all the way over to the Dakotas, I enjoyed meeting all of these uh, service members, uh, Army, Navy, Marines, um, Coast Guard, everyone that, that we taught. And I enjoyed it so much um, and really got pulled into that project. From there, we started with the, uh, we worked on the Army TAP program. Um, we were hiring managers ourselves. This has just been an evolution is what, is where I want to go with this. This has just been an evolution to get us here um, and to hone our expertise. And where we are right now came from a place of sadness. I would like to say that anyway. It, is that it came from a place of sadness because when, as anyone who works in government contracting knows, all good things come to an end. And so when our contracts ended with DOL and ended with uh, with TAP, um, we just weren't ready to let it go yet. Uh, we spent a, a good three days crying over it and then said, you know what, let's do something about it. And we saw a need. We saw a need, a very specific need. And that sort of catapulted us into building this curriculum. So, uh, Michelle, I'm going to have you talk about that a little bit, about that need that we saw out there for our senior leaders. Sure. Well, well, let me go back and say, you know, um, as I had, uh, similar to you, um, when I stepped on this uh, project, um, I had come from many careers simply because I was a military spouse. So reinventing myself, uh, transitioning to an area where they did not have what I just came from, 
um, became the norm. And I understood the stress level <laughs> and I understood, you know, that concept of, okay, what skills do I have and how can I transfer them? So I was, I stepped into this role right around 2008, just like you, Cindy, as a facilitator. And, um, and back then it was, you know, a two and a half day class and, and it evolved from there. Well, we need more time. So it turned into a three day. Well, we need to mandate this because people are underestimating the value of it and it's critical. And I do believe it is, it's a critical um, component to successfully transitioning. So uh, similar to you, I had progressed and finally um, was given just the wonderful opportunity of stepping in that management role um, and knowing you as long as I had, and that'll be a conversation for another day, but how long we had known each other, I knew your personality, I knew um, your drive and uh, and I also knew if I told you the audience we were working with, man, you would be all over this. And that's exactly what happened. So, you know, like you said, we progressed through that. I loved, absolutely loved um, teaching our service members uh, how to transition successfully, lowering that anxiety level as they stepped out of the military and increasing that confidence um, is just, it's very self-satisfying. I'd love to say I do this strictly for the veteran, but listen, it's a great feeling when you know that the information you're giving somebody will help them. And you know it, Cindy, like you and I both know, it, is because we've been in that civilian workforce. We know those those do's and don'ts and those standards and those skill transfers. We know all that. So you're right. Um, as our company had to say goodbye to that contract, uh, I, I, we cried out loud for three days, but it had to be three weeks that I just really mourned. It was so, It was the loss of of a of just something i valued and i and like you you know when you and i were talking i could not let this go but more so i couldn't let it go because though i believe um and and i still do i would never disregard the department of labor's course i love that, that course i think it's very valuable um i think the tap project is very valuable but i believe that where you and i can come in is we can hone in um, and really work with a specific group of folks. And right now, that specific group of folks are the ones who are retiring, whether it is uh, through a medical process or retiring after that 20-year mark, you know, 20, 25, even 30-year uh, mark. And what you and I realize is often people view that audience as, well, they have a pension, they're going to be fine. And you and I know that if somebody has dedicated themselves to a career for 20 years, they don't come to a hard stop. Um, they have to know what's next. They want to know what's next and they want to be a contributor. Um, and so that's where you and I come in is, is let's work with the audience that others may perceive as, oh, they're going to be fine. And you and I know that yes, they are going to be fine, but they desperately want to know where can they go now to continue to make a difference and to continue to be a doer and a giver. People don't volunteer in the military, uh, and then they do volunteer to go in the military. We forget that, you know, they don't volunteer to go into the military and stay for 20 or 30 years and not have the mindset of being somebody who has to go make a difference. And so that's that's where it came from. That's the basis of how we created the um, ESEL, which is the Employment Seminars for Executive Leaders. Right. And, and, you know, the thing is, is like with the senior leadership, the, the situation that I always found um, troubling, and I'm just going to use that word, um, uh, is that it's not, it's it's mandated for everyone, but those retire prior retiring right. and those uh, senior right. leaders and and then that's fine you know give them a choice of what they want to do but they're missing out on so much. You think about those are the people who've been out of the job force, out of the civilian job force the longest. Right. So they have a lot more um, to catch up on because it's not right. like they spent. Curve. 
Yeah, mm -hmm. they have not been developing their resume. They have not been in an interview. And at least, you know, in some cases, some of the longest um, uh, serving mem uh, service members that we've had in our seminars, that some have been 36, 38 years yes. in the military. But even at, say, 30 years, if you went in, you know, right out of college, you're still only, you're young in the job right you know you're right. only in your 50s you still have another 15 years to to, right. to work in the job market so they've been out of that uh that arena for such a long time and there's so much information that they need to have and right and that's that's where the ESOL seminars comes in that's where this executive employment or these employment strategies for executive leaders um now one of the things we talk about in our ESOL seminars is we are talking to executive leaders in these seminars right but we want to remember that just because you are an executive leader maybe that's not where you want to head after 30 right. years of serving right. maybe you don't want to be that anymore but you still but that's who you are Right. And it's important to learn how to market yourself for even a lesser executive role, because right. we can sometimes sort of outbid ourselves for a position by being overqualified. It's just as bad to be overqualified as underqualified. And those are all the things that we're going to talk about and for all sure. the advice that we're going to be given as we're going through these podcasts, all these things that maybe people just aren't thinking about, or maybe, and this is my favorite thing that, about what we do. We are a resource. Michelle and I, we are a resource for the senior leaders. That's what we want to be. What we want you to know is there are a lot of resources and we want to encourage you to use them all this is Absolutely. not we are not the last word on things uh most of the time we're not even the first word on things but we have <laughs> but we have the experience and we have the know-how and we are learning more and more every day but what we're learning is there are a lot of resources and we want to be a resource of resources for you we well, want to point I mean you in the direction Think about this. One of the things that we spend a lot of time with our audience is talking to them about networks. And just from the timelines that you and I have spent in this industry, you know, the transition industry, the networks that we have developed, um, not just the personal networks of the veterans who are transitioning out, but companies who say to us, um, we're looking for more veterans. How do we find them? And organizations and CEOs and high schools and all sorts of things that you and I have had the opportunity to interact with. And that's really part of, of what we do is just being um, the, the network for some of these folks. First of all, educating them. You know, you just mentioned talking about somebody who's been in the military, let's say the, the longest, uh, I think uh, I've had somebody that was 36, maybe 37, like you said, 37 years. And I think to myself, 37 years ago, when I was applying for a job, you did one interview and then you found out if you got the job, you know, it was a one and done. That is long gone. That practice is long gone. We know that people want to do a, a, a phone screening or some kind of vetting process before they ever even really start the interviews. Um, and so just teaching those things, we're able to do that educational process and bring everybody kind of up to speed with the norms, the day-to-day -day norms of, of how companies are finding veterans. But then that other side is outside of the education component, networking, showing them all the other resources that we have had a privilege of working with. And, and quite honestly, some of those resources I look forward to in our future podcast, because that's, you know, we're wanting to bring them in um, and, and be a win-win. Um, I have never understood, I truly have not ever understood how one organization believes they are the one and done when it comes to transitioning and educating transitioning service members. I would never presume that you and I are the know-all, end-all of 
of every single service member who's transitioning out of the military. But what I would presume is that you and I can be one a valuable resource in providing um, networks that we have in the Navy, you know, with that, that highlights some of those Navy um, uh, MOSs or those Navy careers or the Army or the Air Force or the Marines, because each of them have different networks that are going to be specifically tailored to help that specific uh, uh, veteran. Um, and and I, I think, um, no, let me go back. I know that you and I have invested a lot of time and energy in trying to develop those partnerships and those professional relationships. So that's part of what excites me about the ESEL is we are not, you know, um, a bound or um, or wed to any one organization. We promote any organization that is going to do our veteran right. And, you know, Cindy, I think that comes from our why. Um, we don't do this because this is, uh, um, you know, uh, let's go make a, a whole lot of money off of the back of the veteran who's transitioning. We do this um, because you and I both have that personal experience from from watching both of our um, career service fathers uh, transition out of the military and have to figure it out on their own. Um, and, and, and then also watching our spouses as they transition out of the military, um, especially your spouse have to figure it out on their own. And we're thinking to ourselves, there's a better way. And that's what I think you and I know is we've been exposed to a better way. And that's really our goal is exposing the next team of veterans to a better way of transitioning. Exactly. And that and that is truly the why. I mean, both both you and I are daughters of, like you said, career military. Both of our fathers served in Vietnam. And both mm -hmm. of our fathers um, passed away at way too early of an age due to cancer early. caused by exposure to Agent Orange. So we have those similarities. And whereas Michelle's husband um, did retire out of the army. He said, she can, can talk about that. My husband, uh, who is a West Point grad, Joe um, did one tour. He did six years and right after Desert Storm, he decided to try corporate America. And I will tell you, knowing now, you know what they say, that, that, that hindsight being 2020 is so true. If I would have known even 10% of what I know now, our lives would have been very different. There was no information back then. This was back in 1991. There was no information. As a matter of fact, I think that um, that uh, the ACAP or whatever was just beginning um, yeah, at that point. Yeah, was about the first yeah, year. That's, of yeah, so when he, like when he was deciding to leave, it was, you know, uh, we joke and say it's take your ball and go home. Thank you for playing. Uh, and and we were in corporate America. And what what I know with my husband having been in corporate America now for thirty plus years, which is really scary too. But knowing that he's been in corporate America that long, what I do know is it doesn't matter if your service was in 1990 or if it was in 2022. Your skills are valuable in corporate America. And that, I will tell you, every transition that Joe has done throughout corporate America, those skill sets have led him to the next thing. And it's always been about networking and his skills that he's bringing from the military, his networking, his skills from the military, his networking, his skills from the, that has been his entire career as he's climbed up. And all I and and then when we talk about, we always tell our our service members, you know, make sure you're utilizing all of of the value that you've earned, all the things that are due you. Let's make right. sure you're getting all of your benefits. I can tell you right now, Joe and I did not do that. We didn't know any. We didn't know about home loans. We didn't know about right. education. We didn't know about any of that. And right. Joe just a couple of years ago got his VA disability card now he got out in 91 he just got that because we didn't know that 
that was a thing. Right. You know, I learned it, learning all of this. I was like, well, wait a minute. You know, so we still are learning. So we want, so that's where my mindset of resource, 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 tell them everything. We talk about everything from um, VSOs to life insurance, to moving, to locations, to life balance. We talk about everything with our clients because it's all so important and you can miss so much and we don't want them to miss anything. So right. if we don't know the answer, I can tell you, we surely will find someone who does know the answer and we will point you in that direction. And that's what I love about what we do. When we took this on the road <laughs> and decided <laughs> to do this okay. ourselves. Yeah. So when we, when we went solo and decided to do this on our own, that was the value is that we were able to develop a program that we could take in any direction and talk about whatever we wanted to talk about. And I found value in that. I found I, I value. Right. Yeah. Right. So, well, it is, it, that, that is what's interesting is you and I took the, um, the experience we had working with the Department of Labor's project. And again, uh, I will always say that's a good project. You know, I, I don't want anybody to think that that I'm I'm dogging it or being you know saying it's bad but it is it is um it is the umbrella of transition and so what what it allowed you and I to do is be again exposed to those education um opportunities that that each veteran should speak about each veteran should learn and then drill down. That's what what I love about what we do is we don't just say, hey, um, hey, as you're starting to transition out, you need to make a plan. Good luck. Right. Um, we say, what does that plan look like? How do we develop that plan? And then we also start to pull out some of those skills that we know our audience has in regards to being extremely wonderful strategic planners. So when they start to see that everything they've done um, as a strategic planner in the military is going to absolutely transfer over to them now building this transition plan, things start to click. And what happens that I love is as we're drilling down into some of those details, and that's what you and I have the opportunity to do is we get to drill down and say, let's spend a little bit more time in this area instead of touch and go, touch and go. You know, um, we can say, touch this, but let's drill it a little bit deeper. And here's some resources that help you. And I believe that um, when our uh, audience, um, when our clients leave our class, um, they have a a tangible working um, process that they can implement. Um, And that's kind of our goal is not to just educate you on what you need to do, but also educate you on how to do it. Um, and that's what I, I love about this is you and I have had the opportunity to say, let's go below the surface. Um, and again, that's where some of those other resources that you and I know about, they go below the surface in other areas that, that you and I don't have time or really don't have the specialty to, to do. And we go, listen, that's, that's not our arena, but let me tell you where it is. And so just like any networks where we tell folks, talk about transitioning out and they'll tell you about jobs. We say, talk about transitioning out and we'll tell you about resources, you know? Exactly. And and that's really the beauty of this is, you know, is, is helping, uh, helping to develop the plan, ho- helping to understand, you know, how to utilize, why to utilize. Uh, and also, I think that one thing that that we bring to the table that, and again, I'm 100% in agreement with you, DOL, uh, the TAP programs, they are doing a magnificent job. And I can I can say that because we didn't have it. Like I, so I can tell you, they are valuable. They are 100% valuable. But just being this extra resource where we can say, you know why these things are, why these things are important, how to utilize them. And also, you know, just bringing another level of thought process to the transitioning leader. Like 
we talk a lot about life balance. We talk a lot about finding what's going to make you happy in this job. We're not, I can tell you, we, and we say this all the time. There is no one that is going to leave. None of these senior leaders are going to leave the military and not get a job. There's a job for you tomorrow. If you oh, want right. a job they tomorrow, it's going to get you a job tomorrow. We want something different for you. We want you to have a career. And, and that's what we want to talk to you about. We want you to have something that's fulfilling, something that you actually want to do. These are your choices now. We say this all the time. Hey, it's up to you now. You know, you don't get to say, well, I had to move here or I had to do this, this job or I had to take on this task. No, these are your choices. And, and let's embrace that and, and realize what a great place that is to be, that these choices are now yours. Nobody's making these choices for you. Well, and the beauty is part of why we teach that is is one of the strongest attributes we know about a senior leader, somebody who has dedicated their their career to being in a service, regardless of what service. One thing we know is they are loyal. They have worked with great bosses and quite possibly they've worked with not so great bosses, but they've always given their best. They've always been dedicated to the project, i.e. their branch of service, right? And so what we don't want is that they don't do that personal evaluation um, and they step into a job for the next 20 years or even for the next two years. It doesn't matter, right? But that they step into a job that just wasn't exactly what they wanted or wasn't quite the right fit. But because they are loyal, they'll dig in and they'll handle it because they always have, you know, um, you think about every branch of service, uh, I, I can very confidently say not every service member um, ended up getting stationed where they would have wanted to be, right? Or, or you know, I don't you know. You could probably say that from experience. I would oh, that's experience <laughs> speaking right there. There were some places that, you know, we went and I was like, oh my gosh, how did we end up here? But you know, your, your veteran found a way to be successful and was always, and put their head down and did their job. Right. And I don't want, as they transition into this next challenge, into this next opportunity, I don't want them to do that because there are so many options and see, that's the other piece of this. You and I know the world is, is at their feet, you know, and, and jobs out there are plenty, but, but let's take this from the other side, Cindy, you and I have served as hiring authorities. And so what we also know is there are companies that are just chomping at the bit to get a veteran who has the skill sets that we know our veterans have, you know, especially in today's day and age where it is hard to fill all the positions in your company right now. And it is kind of hard to get that work ethic back up to, you know, to the standard that a lot of companies want it at. Um, but our veterans never lost that standard. And so not only, and so, you know, we're trying to help them say, you don't have to just go out and get a job. You have the opportunity to go out and go in this direction or that direction, or even that direction. And regardless of what you choose, I guarantee you there's going to be some opportunities out there. Um, and, and that's the other thing that you had mentioned earlier is employment seminars for executive leaders. Uh, I know several executive leaders who have opted, and I'm talking senior leadership in the military as they transition out, opted to go be history teachers at their local high school and coach soccer. Now, that's a wonderful profession, but let's be honest, it's not an executive profession. But it is 100% something they knew they would enjoy. They knew that the skill sets for. And so that's the other thing that you and I bring to the table is we want to meet them where they're at, not uh, meet them where their rank says they are, you know, where, where exactly. their uniform says they are. We say, that's fantastic. Take the character that you made that uniform have and let's take the character and go to the next um, next career field that you want to pursue. It doesn't have to follow suit with what that uniform says. You oh, made exactly. that, you know, that uniform didn't make you, you made that uniform. Now, what do you want to do next? 
Exactly. And I think that's such a great thing that we talk about, you know, when, um, I mean, how many times have we heard someone say that, you know, I've had all this responsibility, I'm 30 years in, now I just want a job with as little responsibility, I want to be home at night, I want to go on vacation, I want to, you know, have time with my family, I want to live where my wife wants to live, uh, because <laughs> right. we've traveled, we've, I, I say that, you know, because we just heard that again in the classes, you know, it's it's like, uh, you know, I, we're, we always talk about where do you, you know, what's your loca your preferred location? And they're like, where my, wherever my wife wants to be because she's followed me for 30 years, it's her turn to pick. So I want to be where she wants to be. And I don't want the responsibility. I don't want a job. Because if you take a job that's a $200,000 a year job, $160,000 a year job, that comes with a lot of responsibility. That is not a 40-hour work week right there. That is just not a 40-hour work week. And so some people just don't want that. They, they want to take a step back at this point and slow down, at least in that moment. And it's okay to, to do that. We want people to realize it's okay to do that. Whereas you will have, and we've seen it, and you know you have, Michelle, seeing where people will push them. Oh, but, you know, you can work and, 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 and make this much money and, and you just do that for 10, 15 more years and but some people just don't want to do that. We want people to understand their choices are valid and that they can have whatever it is that they want and they deserve it. They have Absolutely. served bravely. They have served loyally. They deserve to have their life. They deserve to build the life they want. And, well, um, and yeah. Let me piggyback off something you just said. You highlighted that team, that that spouse, that wife, that right. husband, just follow yep. that service member, right? So let me piggy off, piggyback off that. Um, and again, I, I am not disrespecting any other resource or organization, oh. but I have to tell you, I know there are a lot of courses out there that they invite the veteran and they want to work with the veteran. But then the spouse, there's an additional fee or, or something like that. And so that's something you and I, because that's what we bring to the table. We wore those shoes. We know yes. what it's like to be a military spouse. And this is a team effort. But that spouse, just like that veteran, that spouse doesn't have a vote when the Army or right. uh, Marine Corps or whatever branch of service says this is where they're going then that's where they go. And sometimes you get to go and sometimes you don't, you know, but right. regardless, you're the team, you, you are the team. And so that's another thing that I think is unique about our um, uh, program, the ESEL program, is that we don't just invite, we strongly encourage spouses to come and attend Um because listen, the truth of the matter is a lot of folks that are going to be transitioning out of the military after that career, that 20, 30 year career, um, their spouse, their spouse may have to transition it as well if they decide, okay, now it is time to move back to the location we said we're finally going to go back to. Well, then that means not just that veteran's going to find a job, but quite possibly so is that spouse. And so um, we see value in well this is not just a service for the veteran this is a service for the veterans whole team and so you know we we strongly encourage that the spouses are spouses or partners are very engaged um i guess what you and i always say when we talk to them, whoever's going to be impacted by this transition bring them to the class let's talk you know and, and let us help them as well 100%. So when we talk about this podcast, because that's what this is all about today, is to tell our listeners what they can expect. And I think they're getting a really good snapshot of our passion and, and some of the details. But just, um, you know, I'm going to touch on a few things. And then, Michelle, I'm going to ask you to touch on a few things. That what I want our listeners to know that they're going to get is um, they're going to get resources. They're going to get experience, uh, you know listening to experience they're going to not just you and i but all of the 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 uh, podcast guests that we have scheduled coming on they all bring something to the table there's something to learn even if it's something that you feel like oh, i i've got a grasp on that i i got a grasp on that it never hurts to hear another perspective because sometimes even when the same information is being delivered, we all know sometimes it'll be delivered in just a different way that just makes a light bulb go off. 
we want you to have those light bulb moments. That's important to us is that we are a resource for you, that you are hearing people who are have been there, done that. This is the experience talking. Let's let's talk to the people who've already already you know foraged through and made that way. You know, but, you know, let's let's hear from them. Um, the resources and experiences is uh, what I want people to get from this, um, and I want the, the other thing that I want them to get is networking opportunities. Everyone that we will talk to and their networks and their networks, I want them to all become a network for our audience because one mm -hmm. thing we will drive home in, mm -hmm. in our seminars and when we work one-on-one -on -one with people is that your, your strongest tool in mm -hmm. your job search toolbox is your networking uh, group. And, and it's important to build those networks. So th those are really what I'm expecting to bring uh, to our listeners in this podcast. Michelle, I want to give you an opportunity to, to jump No, on absolutely. That. I totally agree. And you and I know that as, as we kind of put our heads together and thought about what, what is the reason we would want to do this, some of the folks that we had considered and that we will be inviting are, are veterans who have already transitioned. So you get to hear that, been there, done that kind of, uh, you know, conversation. We want to bring in small business owners because there's going to be some veterans out there who want to start their own business or who want to go work for a small business. And that's going to now be part of their network. We want to bring in corporate leaders so they can understand things like corporate culture and start talking to some folks that quite possibly, like you said, those networks within those corporate uh, uh, backgrounds. And then um, we also wanna talk about uh, transition resources. And so folks that we know have other transition resources, we wanna connect everybody with that. But I think part of um, of what I am excited about, uh, I love the networking part. As, as a good friend of ours, Dave Maurer always said, if you're not networking, you're not working, right? Um, and I, I totally agree with him because uh, that's where you find those hidden gems, you know, out there. And so networking is our number one um, uh, goal for these podcasts. But the other thing is best practices, just kind of learning the, the best practices to implement um, and hearing all of them. You know, uh, when we teach a class, we give so many. I often say sometimes I feel our veterans may feel like they're drowning in a sea of lifesavers, right? But that's the beauty of that is grab one. You don't have to grab all 15. And so that's the beauty of what I think you and I can bring to the table with these podcasts is being able to offer um, such an array of resources because one of those resources will be the strongest tool for one veteran as to where it may not help the other. Um, and so we want to make sure that we are so well-versed and, um, and kind of, uh, you know, um, more than just that one trick pony. We have multiple layers and multiple options of transition resources, transition networks, and transition best practices. Absolutely. So as we're wrapping this, this first episode up, the, the, um, the launch episode, yay. Uh, yay. as we're, as we're wrapping that up, um, I, I, I would I think it would be a fun practice to have all of our guests um, because here's here's what I know you are more apt to feel comfortable asking questions you're more apt to reach out and ask for help uh, when you know someone when you know right. someone not just know what they do but you know something about them so I like the idea of ending each of the episodes with a little bit of a fun fact about guest and since you and I are guests today because it's just you and I it's going to be fun to share um, a couple of fun facts about us that people might um, either find endearing or weird or unique or interesting either way um, and so I'm going to let you start and then I will, oh, I will gosh. jump on that yeah you thought I was going to go first okay, uh -huh. okay. 
All right. So a fun fact, a fun fact. Well, I was thinking about this because we were, you know, kind of thinking like that would be a good way uh, to end a podcast. So we've got to do it on ourselves. So I was thinking about this and I thought to myself, um, all right, I'll go ahead and share this part. One one thing that I have recently done is um, my husband and I learned how to scuba dive. And I am absolutely terrified of sharks. And I know that's an irrational fear. I, I get it. I don't I don't need everybody to remind me of that. I know that. Um, but, uh, after years of moving around and, uh, years of living in military housing, um, on our last, um, uh, dive trip, my husband wanted to dive with the sharks. There was a, an escapade you could go on. And, um, I don't know what came over me, but I negotiated that, um, if he would help, if he would allow me to renovate our kitchen, I would dive with the sharks. And so I haggled and I gambled and I dove with the sharks. So that's my fun fact, knowing how terrified I was, um, you know, that was my, uh, my gambling tool or my negotiation tool. So I just thought that would be something fun to share. <laughs> and let me just tell you, I will have to find a way to get our listeners the video footage of her diving <laughs> with said sharks because I didn't believe her. I thought, you're such a liar. You did not do that. Because <laughs> here's it's something is a fun fact about Michelle and I. Michelle and I have known each other since middle school. Uh, right. Both of our fathers, um, uh, I, I actually was born and raised. Uh, in Fayetteville, North Carolina, which is Fort Bragg, because that's where my father was at the end of his right. career. And he traveled a lot, uh, but his job did not allow us to go. Uh, he had right. three tours in Vietnam, uh, closing out his career and, and finishing up there at Fort Bragg. So I was there at Fort Bragg. Her father retired at Fort Bragg. And uh, so we met each other in middle school. So we've known um, uh, one of my least favorite things that michelle says is she'll always say that i'm her oldest friend i don't like that uh i don't think i'm her <laughs> oldest friend i'm just a friend she's had the longest I, i'm not the semantics. oldest friend that's just semantics uh, but she also will be mean enough to tell you that i'm also older that i was great that i'm older than her you know so right right yeah so but we've known each other um for a very long time so i think that's a, a fun fact um but we both grew up in uh, um, yeah, well, from middle school up, uh, Michelle, there through um, high school and everything, we went to the same church. We had the same group of friends. Uh, we were friends ourselves. Um, and then we both met and married our soldiers at Fort Bragg. That's right. And we went on our separate journeys. And every once in a while, life just somehow would weave us back together. And then we would go off in our separate ways again. And then and Michelle reaching out to me and saying, hey, you want to work with veterans? Weaving us back together again. We are the ultimate, ultimate story of networking. I'm just going to tell you that. If you Absolutely. ever want to hear a networking story, because I will also tell you that when Michelle um, was right out of high school, she worked for me. Uh, I was right. managing a Gold's Gym, and I hired her for the Gold's Gym. She worked for me, and then when she was doing the DOL program, I worked for her. So we've both uh, we both right. worked for each other. So that's kind of a fun fact. Um, now we're partners. That's what I like. And now so, we're partners. So, so give me a fun fact about you, Cindy. A fun fact about me. Well, I'm going to talk about my current life, uh, and I think this is an interesting. And this is this is a lesson that I I hope will come up come across to the listener and to that transitioning service member about when we talk about choices that you make and getting what you want so um joe had an opportunity to work in the uk he had a, his a job opportunity and we thought how, what a cool thing to do we'll go to the uk and we'll travel around europe and it'll be fantastic and it was and until 2020 when COVID hit and you could no longer leave your apartment uh, we lived in Manchester City, and if anybody knows anything about Manchester, it, it it's a university city. It's got three universities there, so it is, which is what makes it fun to live there, is because it's all filled with young people. Just an amazing place to be until they closed the universities and there was nobody there. It was like living in a ghost town. It was like something from like a Wild Wild West thing where they're closed. Yeah, so there's nobody there. 
it was really becoming very depressing. And I told Joe, I said, we have to get back to the States. And he said, where do you want to live? And I said, I want to live in Florida. And he goes, okay, um, what if I can't get a job in Florida? And I said, well, I'm going to miss you. So, you know, it's like, because <laughs> I'll be in Florida. I'll be, I'll miss you. I'm going to be in Florida. So I said, luckily you have a career coach for a wife. And so we worked on it and he was able to get a job that worked remote. So it didn't matter where he lived. And we lived in Florida for a couple of years. And again, this is all about deciding what it is you want and just saying, mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to get. Even, right. even with my own spouse, I said, well, this is what we want. We're going to go and find and look and look and look and look it. until we get what right. we want. So he got a job working uh, for a pharmaceutical company and we, he works remote. Of course, I work, obviously work remote. So we lived in Florida for a few and we decided it would be really fun to take our act on the road. So we gave, we got rid of all of our stuff. We have and we bought an RV, and now Joe and I, since March of this year, have been full-time in our RV, traveling um, around the country, meeting all kinds of people, and living in lots of tiny little towns, and, and just experiencing yeah, that. So that's my fun fact. And, and all the while, working at jobs we love, uh, and right. being able to do all of that. And that's my message. It's like, you got to life is short you know michelle says this all the time we're at a point in our lives where if if we don't enjoy doing it i am not going to spend my time i'm just not going to waste my time right michelle right. i mean there's there's just no that's point. absolutely right you know and and i love michelle's fun fact about diving with the sharks but you know <laughs> if i have to say something about michelle michelle lives her life the fullest i mean she is the most involved person in so many things she volunteers her time everywhere uh, she has her 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 daughter and her grandkids and these dogs that are just uh, like people they're like people these dogs i mean they're just like amazing yeah. and she volunteers all the time in the community she does so many things you know I think that that's the message. If we have to have a backdoor message to Isol is, you got to right. live your life. You got to live your life. You have sacrificed as service members. And Michelle and I right. both know what the sacrifice was because we lived it with our spouses. Right. You've sacrificed like so selflessly. Birthdays and anniversaries Absolutely. and going on vacations. Absolutely. 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 You know, Cindy, I'm glad you brought that up because um, sometimes I wonder, you know, I got to learn how to say that no. But then on the flip side, I think to myself, and, and this is something I think um, when I wake up in the mornings, and this is what I would encourage our veterans to think. Um, I, I have today. Today is the only day I will have today. Um, I will never have this day again. And so I don't want to waste it. And so that's how I feel um, about, about not being involved. I, I don't have time to waste because if I waste today, I can't go back and do a redo, you know. And so for our veterans, as they are starting to transition out, we want to encourage them that they've got today. Grab it and make the best of it. And that's what we want to help them do is Find where you're going to go that every morning when you wake up, you think to yourself, I've got today, I'm going to make the absolute best of it, even though that's going to involve going to work. And that's, that's you know, when you were younger um, and we would say, well, just go get a job because you had to pay your bills and you had to do those things. And you have evolved, hopefully, into that maturity where, yes, financial, um, the financial component of a job, absolutely, we know that that makes an impact on your family and it's critical. But your experience, your, um, your uh, education, your knowledge, the skills you bring to the table, all of that have taken you to a level that now there is also choice. And so we want to encourage all of our veterans out there um, through ESEL uh, 
to learn how to make the best choices as you transition so that when we talk to you on our podcast in a year, you're the one who's going to be telling other veterans how to successfully transition um, into a career that brings you that professional balance. That that's that's my backdoor message to our veterans. I think that's amazing. There's a, I don't remember what movie it was. I know it's some kind of Disney movie, but there's a little line in there that says, um, you know, uh, today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. And oh. if we live every day like that, if we just live every day like that, that we have today, we have today and you're going to make the best of it and you're going to enjoy it. And, and that, now I'm not saying that every day in, in, right. in a job is pleasant, but if, right. if the majority of your life is pleasant, you can handle those stressful moments. And, and that's, that's exactly it. So as we're moving forward, right. um, you know, with this podcast and with all of our, um, all the seminars that we're doing and all of our online um, uh, information and courses and, and all of the resources that we have for everyone, we just want everyone to understand you're not alone. You're not in this alone. You have people who have your back. You have people who actually want you to be successful, who actually want you to be happy Right. We actually want you to be fulfilled and we want to help you uh, do that because it's all about paying it forward a little bit. There's always been that, that person in my life that's always been there to help a little bit. And so I've always wanted to be that person. So right. as we wrap this up today, uh, I want to encourage everyone to visit our website at uh, easelseminars.com. That's E-S-E-L seminars.com. There'll be a link in the description here on the podcast, as well as LinkedIn uh, links to connect with Michelle and I, because we think it's important to start that networking and let us start with us so we can help you build that network. So reach out, connect with us on LinkedIn, subscribe to uh, the podcast and subscribe to our website and we're just going to keep you in the loop with everything and like Michelle said I love that you said this Michelle in in a in a matter of time you'll be the person that we'll be utilizing as a resource for someone else and that's what this that's what this is all about is about that paying it forward paying it forward paying it forward um so on that note, uh, I want to thank you for listening and thank you for, we, we value time. We understand how valuable time is and we will never waste yours. So thank you for spending this time with us to get to know us a little bit better. Look for the launch of the podcast on September the 1st and um, our website will have a list of guests, uh, speakers that we'll be having. So uh, keep in touch with us and we'll keep in touch with you, Michelle, signing off. Absolutely. Signing off. Thank you so much. I look forward to what this new year brings um, in our podcast as we drive forward with this. And I look forward to watching uh, folks connect with us and um, and hearing their stories uh, of success. And so we're really excited about it. This has been the Tactical Transition Podcast. Thank you for listening.